It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out of my mind. It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. I'm putting you out, trash day, I'm putting you out of my mind. Now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up the house. Taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage. Welcome back to another Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. This week we're going international. Yes, we are getting in a boat. We're going over to the United Kingdom and we are going to be speaking with the glamour, Mariah May. She is amazing. Guys, if you don't know who Mariah May is, get out of the hole and search her up on YouTube all her matches are there, and she's a YouTuber as well, because she just does everything crazy. She's almost like her own reality star. Uh, I can't wait to talk to her about this, about everything. She's always smiling and giggling about everything she does. It's fun. It really is. Her matches are on there, too. She's young. She's a young 23-year-old wrestler in the UK that I believe has been hit by the pandemic. We'll have to talk to her about it as well. But yeah, the glamour. Mariah May is on the phone right now. All right, never mind. She's on Skype. But you know what I mean. It's coming up. But we have to tell you about Collar and Elbow. Hats, hoodies, tees, all the great stuff that Al Snow has. You know where to find them at CollarAndElbowWrestling.com. You know our promo code because I've beaten it into your head so many times. It's Can Crusher. All one word. Capital C and Can. Capital C and Crusher. And you'll save 10% when you go and use that promo code. And don't forget, guys, we have our own merch, too, that is linked to all our socials. Head over there and buy a t-shirt, a hoodie, there's tumblers so you can put your uh, Can Crusher drinks in them, you know, for, for the women there's leggings, and I'm not going to lie, I bought a pair of leggings too because I use them on the back of the garbage truck, they can, they're nice and keep you warm, all the stuff, check out our store as well. Here comes Al Snow to tell you more about Collar and Elbow, and then I will have the glamour Mariah May on Skype to talk about all UK wrestling and... uh the amount of stuff that she gets into from modeling to Twitch to YouTube to wrestling, it, it just, the list continues to go on. So yeah, I'm excited for this one. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow. The wrestling brand. And welcome back to Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. I told you in the intro how excited I was to talk to this international superstar. But I've also forgot to tell you that she's a major YouTuber. She's on Twitch, which I still don't understand yet. My son trying to help me out. She's a model. She is known all over the UK. She is the glamour, 
Mariah May. Mariah, thank you for coming on Can Crushers. You have spruced this podcast up instantly. Well, thank you so much for having me, and thank you so much for the intro. I feel like anytime I wrestle now, I need you to be in the ring and introduce me. I'll sign me up right now. Passport's ready to go, <laughs> and we're good. Deal? Yeah, deal. So, of course, you know, we got a little bit of a, a time difference is, is you are in the UK right now. It's two o'clock our time. What is it? Six hours difference? Are you at eight o'clock? It's uh, 7 p.m. for me. 7 p.m. All right. So I'm, I'm keeping you up. You might be ready, getting ready for bed. And I, oh, I'm getting ready to go to the gym. <laughs> oh, look at you. Mark, hurry up and get this over with. I got to go pump some iron, right? <laughs> Um, how's everything going on in the UK COVID wise? You guys have opened back up for wrestling and everything, right? You're, you're hundred percent. Uh, I'd say like 85%. I think like, uh, some venues aren't allowing like full capacity and like we have a lot of, like we have much smaller crowds here. So like if your venue holds a hundred and they're only letting you have 40, like some promotions can't run shows because obviously economically it's not viable. So I feel like some is like almost back to normal, but I think just with certain venues, they have like a really strict COVID protocol, which means we can't have full capacity. So there's a couple of places that are waiting to pick back up and a couple of venues that we're waiting to get back into and things like that. But we're getting there. We're You're getting, getting there. Yeah. We're, some of our area, we still have the mask mandates. Some are at 75, 80% as well. Some are saying, you know what, we're not going to pay attention to the law or anything. We're still going 100%. It all depends on which state you're in. Uh, and that's no smack on anybody. The United States knows that. It's just run willy-nilly sometimes over here. Yeah. 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 And you being in Great Britain, you see that on the news all the time, don't you? That we're just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it is kind of crazy how, like, every state is so different. Because, like, I have different friends in America, and, like, I'll talk to them about, oh, yes, you guys are doing this, and they're like, no, in my state. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like each state is its own country. I swear to God. Yeah, it seems that way. So let's get into the wrestling part of this, because, of course, we want to talk about your YouTube channel and your Twitch and everything that you do on there. But who introduced you to wrestling when you were little Mariah? I mean, that wasn't too long ago. Was it like mom, dad, Uncle Joe that said, hey, you got to sit down and watch this? Uh, do you know what? I've watched wrestling for as long as I can remember. I do have two older brothers, and we used to watch it together all the time. And we used to, like, get all the cushions off the sofa and, like, set up, like, a ring and wrestle each other and all that jazz. Uh, so I would I would kind of say my brothers, because I'm guessing with maybe my brothers were watching it, and I just always wanted to be like them. And then I must have, you know, caught wrestling and then... They kind of grew out of it, and I never really did. I just was obsessed with it. Uh, but I think my brothers. Injuries through uh, pillow fights or jumping on the couches or anything? Because <laughs> I get a great story when I, when you tell me yours. Well, see, you know, I, see, I've never been injured. Like, today or back when I was a kid, I've somehow managed to get get through it and not ever be injured. But my brother did drop my other brother on his head, and he got whiplash. <laughs> Wow. And that's why I kind of feel like I know, I know it wasn't my mom that introduced us to wrestling because she was like having a fit about it. She was like, what are you doing? 
I was standing on, um, you, you maybe have seen it through Google or anything. My grandmother had one of those old couches with the wooden arms, and my brother was laying down because I just power slammed him, of course. So I had to turn into Jimmy Superfly Snooka, and then I jumped off one of those arms, but he was not Don Morocco. He moved. And my face hit one of those wooden arms, and my my eye just exploded. No, and, yeah, six stitches on my on my right eye, and my brother got beat beat worse than you know me going to the hospital to get stitches. You're supposed to let your brother land that. He's just a little boy. He doesn't know what the heck's going on. Yeah. Oh no, that sounds so horrible. Oh, it's a great story though. Now, I mean, everybody's like, "What happened to your eye?" And I t- I get to tell him that story, so. Yeah. Oh, the eye. Yeah. I'm telling you, my my brother just, I, I don't want to say beat like, you know, we have to call child sur- social services or anything like that, but he, he was grounded. He was supposed to take the beating for me. You know, there's a winner and loser in every match, right, Mariah? And, and he was supposed <laughs> to be the loser. He just didn't want it to happen. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. So you've never been to the United States to wrestle, but... You've actually tagged with one of our close friends of Can Crusher's podcast in 2019, Lady Frost. Yes, I love her so much. Isn't she amazing? Yeah. Shout outs to um, Lady Frost. I love her. So there, there's two different styles of wrestling there. I mean, we watch NXT UK and then we watch NXT. What do you see actually as the the worker because I'm just behind the microphone doing it. What do you see the difference as between the wrestling style and the fans? Because there's a difference in fans, too. Well, between America and the UK? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a difference. Like, obviously, the British... Because I say the British style, but not everyone does the British style over here. So, like, if you're talking about, like, the British style... Uh, like they're real workers, like everything has to mean something and it's like very instinctive. And I think that's really, really cool. And you can kind of see British style when they go over to America, you can see how people have trained or wrestled in the UK because you can kind of see it in the things they do. Uh, of course it doesn't like not everyone from the UK works like that. And it's not applicable to everyone. Uh, but I think in America it's just bigger. And like, isn't that the saying in Texas? Like everything's bigger in Texas. I feel like everything is just bigger in America. Like the crowds, the shows, the the money. I think as well. Like I think it's just a much bigger thing in America. And I feel like that's always been the case because when I wanted to become a wrestler like years ago, and I was looking for schools, I found it so tough. But in America, you know, there's a school on every corner, and I feel like it's so. It's yeah, but they're not all good, guys. Mariah. Yeah, there's there's that issue. I, I I can see that. But like I feel like wrestling is like a real household thing in America, whereas in the UK, like you can say to people, Oh, I wrestle and they'll be like, Oh, like WWE or they'll completely have no idea what you're talking about. So I feel like with America it's just a household thing, there's more training, there's more shows, there's bigger crowds, there's more money. Whereas in the UK I think the scene is way smaller. Um, but the style's really cool here, but it's just a way smaller scene. We just don't have the crowds and stuff like that that you guys have in America. Good and bad, because like you said, there is a wrestling school on every corner, uh, and a lot of them are bad. You have to go to somebody <laughs> well-known. Yeah, you've got to find a good coach, definitely. So how did you find your coach? How did you say, okay, th- did you Google a couple or 
Honestly, like there isn't many schools. When I signed up to train, I think there was like two schools with like near me, and then the next one was like on the other side of the country. So like with a full time job, like I can't get there. So I literally just went to the only school available to me, which, it, looking back now, was a terrible decision. But you know everything happens for a reason, and it did get me into wrestling. Um, but I would say just for anyone looking to train, just really, really research and make sure that, you know, you're going to a good school and it's a good coach and read reviews and see what people think. Um, but yeah, like I just found the only school really, that was kind of the case for me. There wasn't many. And we'll get to your favorites and everything because I like making a comparison and I think I already, I might have you pegged for two wrestlers that you, uh, love when you're growing up. So We'll get there. Um, so you pick your wrestling school and you go and you spend a day and you're like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Um, are you full fledged? Like, I'm happy to be here. Or is there a little skepticism saying, eh, I just got to do it anyway? <laughs> no, like, I just knew it was like, so, like the night before I just hardly slept. I was just so nervous, but excited and like, mainly really, really, really nervous. But, like, yeah, I just got there and just, like, learning it all. Like, I felt like it was quite natural to me. But, like, I just was so engaged and nothing had really engaged me that much in a long time. And I just, like, it was really surreal because you watch it on TV all the time. Like, I'm such a nerd and I'm still such a nerd about wrestling. Like, I just watch wrestling all the time. I'm a big fan <laughs> as, as well as I am a wrestler, if that makes sense. But no, They say crazy. the talent is the biggest marks. You know, we're all marks, yeah. you know, my mom you aptly named be. me, but you guys are bigger marks than we are. Yeah. I mean, you have to be, you have to be, it's what you do. You need to watch it all the time. And if you don't enjoy it and you're sat there watching it all the time, being around it and stuff like that, it's just not the right place to be. But you know, and you get that, you do get people who like watch it and they go to the school and they think, Oh, you know what? I just, I like watching it. I don't want to do it. But for me, like the minute I stepped in that ring, I was just like, I just felt like I was meant to be here. And then when I left, all I could think about was just getting back in the ring again. It was so crazy. Like, I can't explain the feeling, but it just felt right. And I just knew, like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Did you ever have one of those moments? It definitely wasn't after the first day, I can tell that. But did you ever have one of those moments after, like, week one or two, um, taking bumps for eight straight hours and saying, oh, man, this is this is beating me up. I need to pause. No, like, I honestly didn't didn't find it like that like obviously bumps are a bit of like a shock to the system but I never found it that bad um because like I don't know I, I guess you're kind of like a bit of, like, of adrenaline when you're doing it as well like I'm very like excitable so I guess I was like full of adrenaline but no I never ever felt like that like I've never really been badly hurt or really sore or anything like that um yeah so I, I felt fine afterwards I was just excited to get back in there what was the hardest thing in training for you? Because I hear, you know, some people, it's hard just learning how to fall and take a bump because it's not natural. But others say, you know, the move set's understandable that, you know, learning a new move, but running the ropes is brutal. So, like, I found all the fundamental stuff, like, quite natural. And then you just have to keep repeating it all the time. Like, you, you know, when you go to training, even when you've been doing it for five years, you still run the ropes, you still do bumps, you still do all your rolls. So, like, I found all that quite natural. Like, for me, the bit that I found difficult um, was in the more advanced stages of training. So, 
you know, like I think however many months into it, when, you know, you're starting to think about doing matches and stuff, I found that really difficult because we didn't really practice matches at my training and we didn't really curate movesets that much. So when it came to doing matches, even though like I had learned how to wrestle for a year, I was just confused. I was like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what moves I do. I don't know how you put a match together. And it took me a while to really like crack that ice and just kind of think about it how I think about it as a fan. Because like psychology just comes from the things you see on TV and the stories you have in real life and stuff. But it, it did take me like, you know, I'd say like a good few months to really get that because I just I came up so blank. And it's weird because with other people, I could help them. But when it came to myself, I just had no idea who I was. So I think I don't think like a lot of people will relate to this. But that was the hardest part for me was I had no idea what wrestler I was supposed to be. Oh, okay. That that goes right into one of my next questions. So we'll get there. <laughs> um, so how long before you actually get your first match then? So I actually had to wait a year. I did um, want to wrestle sooner. Like I had offers to wrestle sooner, but unfortunately, like I wasn't able to. Um, so I actually trained for a year and uh, had my debut against Nina Samuels, which was really cool. Uh, definitely worth the wait for that one. And um, yes, yeah, so I trained for a year. Wow. Okay. Because some of you here, did, was anybody else um, starting at the same time you did in your school? Yeah, like there were people who started after me who were allowed to do shows, um, but like weren't as advanced as me. So I think, I, I don't know if it's because they wanted me to have my debut specifically at their first show and they didn't do their first show for a year. So I think that was why. It was just purely because of the show thing. Otherwise, I would have been out and about wrestling. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. Right. Okay, so this is perfect because you kind of led me to this right now. Uh, when I see you, okay, in the ring and, and everything, I see two distinct wrestlers for sure, and then I might be off on the other one, so don't throw me under the bus. My comparison when I see Mariah May, I see, uh, of course, Trish Stratus. Um, <laughs> you just have, uh, you look like her. Let, let's just throw it against the wall. You know, it, it, you're going to be compared to her, I believe, like your whole life. Um, you like flying around, so I, I would think Jeff Hardy is one. And, but your move set when you're like grappling in the ring and everything, uh, can I go back to maybe like Sherry Martell, somebody like that? It's like you've, you've like unlocked my brain and you've been in there. Like, how do you know this stuff? <laughs> yeah, like that, that's pretty much it. Like, um, obviously, I mean, I'm blonde, so anyone who's blonde, like, right. the comments on the I'm Instagram sorry. are like, no, no, like, don't even, like, don't apologize. When people are like, you're like Trish Stratus, I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> um, but, like, if I post a picture of people like Kelly Kelly, Mandy Rose, Trish Stratus, Tori Wilson, like, anyone who's blonde. Right. Um, but, you know, that We're was simple guys. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, they're beautiful and they're amazing wrestlers. So I'm like, sure, absolutely. But um, definitely Trish. Like, I love Trish. I just think she had so much, like, it's just her energy, like the attitude that she had, because, you know, everyone can learn moves and everything like that. But it's what you put behind it and the story that you tell. And I felt like Trish was very, very good at that. And like she really, really stood stood out. 
Um, and then, yeah, I loved Jeff Hardy when I was younger. I like wanted to marry Jeff Hardy. I thought that was going to be my future. Didn't happen. <laughs> but like, yeah, love Jeff Hardy. <laughs> so definitely that. And yeah, like I just tried to, you know, I watch a lot of different wrestling. Like when I was younger, I only obviously watched WWE. And then obviously now we've got so much more to watch with like AEW and Impact, Ring of Honor. Like I've really expanded my uh, horizons. And obviously I watch so much independent wrestling now. Like I just, because obviously like I might wrestle these people. I'm curious to see what's out there. Uh, There's like so much more to watch. I watch Stardom now, New Japan. Um, So I'm like really seeing a lot more styles and and what people can do and like learning a lot from that. Like Like I watch a lot of Stardom and try to like, be inspired by that in my moveset as well um because like when I grew up like when I was a kid I only watched WWE like that's all I thought there was and then when I got older I was like oh wow there's like a lot of wrestling and it's really fucking good too and yeah um I'm just trying to constantly like watch different things and absorb it and and make it my own and and how can I do that as the glamour and, and things like that but you're pretty much nail on the head yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, I'm getting better at this. I, I really am getting better at pegging people. So I, I'm, that's a pat on my own back. And I'll take it. So thank you. <laughs> How far do you back, go back on your tape study? Like I brought up Sherry Martell, which is clearly before your time, uh, clearly before <laughs> yeah. your time. But do you go back and watch her? Uh, maybe a little yeah. bit forward to Mickey James, somebody like that? Oh, my God. Mickey, like. Mickey, don't get me started on Mickey James. Like, I wanted oh, to be okay. Mickey James. When I was younger, like, I thought I was, like, Mickey James. I remember I came downstairs, I had, like, my leggings, and I had, like, a little bikini top, and I had, like, one of those caps. You know, she used to run to the ring, and she had, like, those, like, yep. hats on. Like, she had, like, a denim cap. I had the same one. And I came in and did her entrance, and my mom was just like, what is going on? <laughs> um, but, like, I love Mickey James. Because, again, she just had so much charisma, like, this infectious energy about her. But... Yeah, I mean, like, obviously on the network, you can really get back um, and really watch older stuff that obviously, like, I was not born (laughs) when it came out originally. So it's really cool for me because I'm trying to, like, I try to watch it in chronological order, but it's kind of hard on the network. But, like, I try to experience it like I'm literally a fan because, like, I have no idea what's going to happen. You know, it's not like you're rewatching it, you've never seen it. Um, But I definitely do dip back into that because you learn so much just about how to tell a story. And then um, I also watch a lot of like old British wrestling. Like my boyfriend loves it, so he always puts it on. And then I just find myself just getting like really engaged in it. Um, but I definitely do try to dig back because no one's doing that kind of stuff. So you know you have to keep looking back and, and bring it back to the surface because then it's something new. Right, old storylines rekindled or you know just brought back around, or especially eighties, nineties, early two thousands. Those are money storylines. You you do yeah. a little different spin on them, and you're golden. Yeah, yeah. So, have you got to meet any of your you know your your favorites growing up um, at an event in the UK or anything like that? No, I don't think I've ever met anyone. I'm trying to really like rack my brain, but no, I haven't. But do you know what? Like, I've never, like, because I've always wanted to be a wrestler. Like, I've never wanted to meet them in a meet and greet. Because I'm like, the t- when I meet you, I want to meet you in the ring. I know that sounds really stupid. You want to meet like, their I'm ass like, is what you're telling us. Yeah, like, seriously, <laughs> step up. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, I've never wanted to, like, do a meet and greet. Because I'm like, I want to be a wrestler. And, like, I want to wrestle you. Like, I want to train with you. I want to wrestle you. Like, I know that sounds weird. But, yeah, I've never actually met anyone. So, 
fingers crossed I will meet them in the ring. <laughs> right. But yeah. Who would be your biggest mark out if, if you if, say Mickey James comes knocking at your door as soon as we get done doing this podcast? Would you go nuts? <laughs> In- I would be like, what are you doing in the UK? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe like Mickey or Trish, just because like Mickey, obviously when I was a kid, like she's why I love wrestling. Like, she's probably why I'm a wrestler because she made me love it so much as a child and that's why I watched it and that's why I wanted to do it. Or Trish, but then I'd have to challenge her to a wrestling match whilst I have her. She did actually come into a live stream I was on once, and I challenged her, and she said, yeah. So that is meant to happen at some point. (laughs) So you're already jumping way ahead in the podcast, because uh, uh, clearly that's going to be your dream match then, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, hold on to that, because there's a caveat to the rest of this question, because I always add a little spin to it. Um... You just blew my mind. You're already jumping all over the place. Thanks, Mariah. No. Uh, <laughs> so when did when did you find like the indie scene? Then was it actually after you went to training, or did you you know start going out and about when you were a couple years younger and watching like British wrestling? So I had like no idea that like wrestling happened in this country. Like I didn't even realize that WWE came here. Like, until I was, like, 16, because, like, when I watched it when I was younger, like, I didn't really understand that they actually came, like, I could go to it. I didn't realize, like, you can buy tickets and it comes to this country, like, twice a year. So, like, I didn't even know that WWE came here, let alone that there was wrestling that wasn't WWE. And then when I was kind of, like, 16, 15, 16 years old, like, I was telling my brother about it. I was like, oh, like, they're coming here next week. And he, like, managed to convince my whole family that we should go. (laughs) So, yeah, so I started going to WWE. So the and whole then, family's um, been a wrestling fan then? Like, even mom? Well, they're not... Like, I, like my brothers like it. Um, I wouldn't say they're fans. Like, they don't tune in, but they'll have a good time if they go. And I think that's the case with a lot of people. Like, if your friend isn't into wrestling, but I feel like if you take them to a live show, you have such a good time. Like, they're really fun. My mom was just like... <laughs> like, she had a good time. She was like, what is going on? <laughs> um, but, like, yeah. So, like, I didn't realize that, like, the, like wrestling even happened here. Um, like, I know when I was younger, like, I used to watch it on YouTube, and, like, he would occasionally stumble, like, into death matches and stuff like that, um, and, like, crazy yeah. stuff like that, so I think I was kind of aware of the independence, but not really. Um, it was only really when I started, like, uh, researching where to train, and I was finding out about, like, the likes of Progress and Rev Pro, which are, like, huge companies over here, and then getting into that, and then, like, looking at that, I would search the wrestler in, like, so, like, a Pete Dunne, search him into YouTube, and then I'd watch all the YouTube thing, and I'd be like, okay, what is this promotion? And i like, search that in, and then I realized, like, there's so much wrestling here, I just need to find a school so then I can get involved. Um, but, like, I really went down, like, a rabbit hole, but it was only when I was about maybe 18, 19 years old that I really discovered, like, independent wrestling and just how awesome it is and how much there is of it, because before that, I had, like, no idea. Did you go to, you guys call it university, uh, we call it college, uh, Penn State University, University of Pittsburgh. Did you go to, you know, college after, after high school to get a degree to fall back on in case? Because I'm, I'm always one to stir the pot. In wrestling, you're three seconds away from not wrestling anymore. Yeah. So I didn't go to university. So like the reason was because like obviously I wanted to become a wrestler. I also did like a lot of acting and stuff. So. I was always like, I want to do something in entertainment. And I felt like if I went to university, like I found the last few years of high school really tough 
because I was really academic. Like I found the academic stuff easy, but I just hated it. And like, I'm sure people can relate. Like we all yep. go to school, but like I, I really, really struggled. Like I would call my mum in tears. Like I don't want to be here today. Like I just want to go and like wrestle. I just want to go and like act and do theatre. Like I want to do something else. I'm really miserable here. But you have to finish high school. You have to finish. We call it secondary school here in sixth form. Um, so I got all my A levels and everything like that. And then, like, I, it blew my teacher's mind. So when I said, like, I don't want to go to university, like, I think they almost, like, went into, like, cardiac arrest, honestly. They were so stressed and calling me into meetings and things like that. But the thing is, is, like, I don't want to go and waste three years at university because, like, you rack up student loans and student debt. So, like, when you get a job, you constantly are paying that. You're it's broke real high. the I mean, rest of your we life. All, we all know. Yeah, and so I'm like, I don't want to do um, – a degree that like because at that point if I didn't do wrestling I don't know what I would have done like I probably would have ended up doing history or something but then what am I going to do with that so I don't want to go and get a degree that I might not necessarily want to use and then I have debt for life so I was like I want to take a gap year um I went into like a bookkeeping course so I can do like bookkeeping and things like that and it's really good pay um so I kept you know I got a job straight away and educated myself but I wasn't prepared to go into a three-year kind of commitment and money wise because the thing is it's like so I'm 23 now god forbid but if something happened tomorrow I can go to university at any time like there's not an age limit on it right. and I'll pursue something that I actually want to do because I changed my mind like the weather because obviously I'm wrestling but I'm always trying to educate myself and train myself in different things like I'm sure you've got questions so I don't want to jump ahead but like no no go ahead do, that's why I do YouTube that's why I do Twitch but I changed my mind, like the weather, like one day I'm like, I want to become a wedding dress consultant. And then three weeks later, I'm like, oh, I want to take a seamstress course. And it's like, I still don't know what I want. And I'm still learning and training. So I just don't want to commit three years because it will be a waste of money and time right now. Um, but I definitely have a lot of other things going. Like I have a normal job. I have my YouTube, my Twitch, my wrestling. But like you said, it could end in three seconds. So it's definitely worth having backups. But there's a lot of things you can do, not just university. I'm a strong advocate. Uh, I'm 44. And what I went to school for is communications. Um, my real job, I'm a garbage man. So I don't use my communications degree. Nope. Uh, I'm a strong advocate for that gap year. We have a 15-year-old son, and he's like, I don't know what I'm going to want to do in three years, Dad. And I'm like, dude, do you. Take a year off. Yeah. Travel. Be yeah. a bum. I don't care. As long as you – at this point in, in life, as long as you're happy and you're attempting to do something, cool. Yeah. Live your life. Yeah. And I think, like, that was the thing. Cause, like, I obviously said to my parents, like, because I was so academic. Um, and I was a drama scholar as well. So it's like, a like I had a scholarship for drama and like, I think they were so surprised that I wasn't going to go to drama school and I wasn't going to go to university. But I said to them, like, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to train to wrestle. I'm going to pursue my YouTube. I'm going to pursue, I want to do entertainment. And if by the time I'm 25, I've done nothing with any of it, I will go to university and do history. And like once I, you know, once I left school and I immediately got a job and I was immediately training and I had these things on the go, they were like, you know what? Okay. Like she's not messing about. She's not just, you know, being miserable and sitting in a room and doing nothing. She's like making money. She's educating herself. She's training. She's pursuing things that she loves. Um, and that's like fair enough, you know? Yeah. I, I completely agree with you a hundred percent. Uh, the, the next thing is I want to talk about is your YouTube channel because, you're all over the place on, on YouTube. You, 
how did that come about? When did you come up with the idea? And what more do you want out of the YouTube? So I've always wanted to do a YouTube channel. Like throughout school, I always wanted to. But like when you're in high school, I'm going to call it high school because like Americans, when you say secondary school, they're like, what is that? Yeah. But when you're in high school, like I guess like you're so self-conscious and you feel like you get judged by your like friends and stuff like that. So I never really pursued it. And then when I left school, like, I really had this mentality of, like, fuck it. Like, just do it. Just literally do it. Life is far too short, and you regret it. If you don't do it, like, you're just going to sit and regret it. Like, get started. Do what you want to do. Do the thing you want to do. Try it. And if you fail, so what? Who cares? Like, do something else. So when I left school, I was like, right, like, I'm going to I'm gonna do my YouTube. And it did start off more like a hobby because, like I said, I was training in bookkeeping training to wrestle I had like an admin job I was super busy so I was like I'm just gonna do it as a hobby and I just loved it like I thought it was really cool that I'm here in the UK but I've managed to like I invested in my equipment I edit my videos and I can reach people all over the world yep. like I don't need any help from anyone I don't need to pay an editor I don't need to know somebody I can put myself out there and I can reach all these people and start to build a fan base which I thought was so cool and so, like, as you can tell, if you go on my YouTube, I love it. Uh, and now it's really become, like, a very regular thing for me. Like, when I first started, it was, like, once a month. Now it's, like, four times a week. But It's your life. It's literally <laughs> your life. <laughs> it's everywhere. But, like, um, you know, for me, like, my YouTube is almost like my own reality show. Like, I love Total Divas. I love Total Bellas. And I just kind of thought, like, why don't I use YouTube as, like, my reality show? So I just try to share, like as much of my chaotic life as possible from wrestling to fashion to gaming and pretty much everything I have my hands in right now. It, it's also promotion, networking, uh, all of that. So it's not just, Hey, I'm having fun doing this because you are having fun. The, the, the smiles on your face on YouTube are unbelievable, <laughs> but it, it's, you're also putting yourself out there again. You're 23. The world is at your hands that, all right, say again, I, I don't want to keep discouraging that you're not going to take off in wrestling because you already have. I'm just saying at any point, you know, Hollywood could call and say, hey, you're going to be the next Jennifer Aniston or you're going to be the next. Uh, I, all right, see, I'm dating myself because I don't know who else is hot right now, but that's why I went to Jennifer Aniston. But, you know, you could do that because they're like YouTube. Yeah, like I always say, like I take every opportunity. Like I'm such a yes person. Like whatever it is, if it's presenting, YouTube, gaming, whatever, like yes, I'll do it. Like I love wrestling. Wrestling is my heart. Like it's everything to me. And I, I put so much time into the gym. Like I'm sometimes at the gym it's like 2 a.m. training, like dry. Like I say that what I said about first finding a training school. At the moment, I drive like hours to go to a training school and I have a full time job and I do YouTube and I do a million things, but. It's because I love it and I, I give a lot to it. But I think it's incredibly important to have other investments, whether that be a degree, whether that be a job, whether that be a YouTube channel, whether it be acting, whatever it is, it's really important to build yourself as a brand and a business, not just a wrestler, because with wrestling, injuries, anything can happen. Look at the pandemic. Like, yeah, no, I would never have foreseen that I would have lost over a year of work. Um, but I had my YouTube to fall back on and then I started a Twitch channel and I built that up and then through YouTube and Twitch, like I've had amazing opportunities and I'm just getting started too. So for me, I'm just like big on building a brand and letting my fans be able to access me and communicate with me. And if I'm not wrestling, we'll hear like, what's your gaming video? 
watch a vlog, come shopping with me, decorate my Christmas tree with me. Like I love sharing my life with these people who are so happy to support me and are there for me. So yeah, I think it's massively important to say yes to opportunities. And like you said, you never know what's around the corner. And if you look at like The Rock and John Cena and everything like that, you know, they're in Hollywood. They, they're massive wrestling superstars. Like they have all these endorsements and it's because they work hard and they say yes and they just go for it. Yeah. So what are you, what are you playing right now? What is, what is your game uh, of choice that you're gaming? <laughs> so I love Animal Crossing. Have you heard of it? Yeah. My wife has it. She's not, <laughs> she, she's had it for a long time and she's gone nowhere on it. So. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> so I I've like played Animal Crossing since I was like a kid. So like uh, I had it on like the DS. I had it on the Wii. Uh, it's obviously come out on the Switch. And like I streamed that so much over lockdown on Twitch. Like I played it so much. Um, but then there's this app on the iPhone called Pocket Camp, and it's like Animal Crossing on your phone, which is like the worst thing because I'm addicted. And now I can play it on my phone. So like in between work, I'll have like a little break, and I'll just straight away open Pocket Camp, like forget my text or anything. I'm straight onto Pocket Camp. So Animal Crossing is definitely my game of choice, as always. <laughs> you must be great to ride with because I could see your poor boyfriend driving, and you're just sitting there playing Pocket Camp. No, no, see, you're wrong because my boyfriend doesn't drive. Oh. I drive. Yeah. And like with wrestling, I'm always the driver. Like whenever I'm like people put together the cars, I just, cause I've got quite a big car as well. Like I always drive. I oh. like sometimes I'm driving. He's a, he's a good driving partner cause he's very like chatty and stuff like that. But from, you know, we do like five hour journeys sometimes from wrestling and sometimes I side eye and I see him on Pokemon Go and I'm jealous. Like I, I want to be playing in Pocket Camp, <laughs> but I'm going to drive. And I mean this the nicest way. You're such a child. You really are. Because I understand. I'm in, a, I'm in that same mental space because we switch back and forth when, you know, we're driving long distance. My wife will drive a little bit. And, and then I'll instantly – I'm a big sports guy. So I'll, I'll instantly turn on, like, flip baseball or I'll play a game of Madden on my phone. She's like, I thought you were taking a nap. Yeah, let me play a game of football first. She's like, I hate you. You could have drove an extra hour because she hates driving. So when I, when it's like time for Mark to take a nap, she's like, oh, are we, and she's not big into driving in like cities and everything. So I'm like, Cal, you have to drive in the city a little bit. She's like, oh, all right. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't get a choice. Yeah. You, <laughs> no just, comes you just do it. Um, I, I asked you before the show if we can talk about this and I wanted to make sure. Um, there's some stigmatisms in, in wrestling and if you could get rid of one, you know, what, what, how can we eliminate some of the nasty stigmatisms that's linked around this beautiful sport entertainment that we have? Uh, you know, I think like obviously after everything that happened, you know, over the pandemic, I think wrestling, especially on an independent level and especially British wrestling has got such a bad name. Uh, and rightfully so. Like, I completely agree. Um, but from now and moving forward, I think it's just on the responsibility of wrestlers and promoters and everyone in wrestling to just kind of make it a safe and open place and be transparent with the fans and just try and, like, build wrestling back up. And unfortunately, like, that isn't always the case and that's not going to be the case. But for me, as, like, an independent wrestler navigating the business right now, I'm just trying to protect my own space and just do what's in front of me. And, you know, if I'm offered something, I do my research, I ask my questions and I'm like, okay, you know, if it seems like 
good at face value, I'll do it. And if anything happens, you know, we'll just we'll deal with it as we go. And, and that's all we can do. And it's just about earning the trust of the fans and trying to rebuild that. Um, but, yeah, all, all I can do as a wrestler myself, and I think other people feel the same, is just work hard and, and, and just be a good person yourself and hope that other people do the same. Support it 100%. I agree. I, I couldn't have said it any better. Um, and it goes back to we're talking about when we were talking about the training as well. There's a lot of this is not your words, so nobody throw Mariah under the bus. This is Mark's words. There's a lot of dirtbags out there trying to just swindle you or do more. Um, so make sure you do your education and your due diligence when you're going to a wrestling camp or an event, even because fans have been, you know let's say accosted or anything like that, because there's just some dirt bags in this world. Yeah. Like just, you know, be careful, do your research and, and that's all you can do really, unfortunately. And you were part of the, you're, you're the first person I've ever um, talked to uh, about this. Uh, you were actually part of the speak out movement a- as well and not getting into details. It, I, I don't know how much is out there. Uh, of your story and we don't even want to you know kind of get into it my question about the speak out movement is has it hurt you getting bookings or has it helped you getting any bookings now knowing that you spoke out uh it's hard because if it has hurt me i wouldn't know (laughs) um there's definitely there's a lot of good and bad that's come from it um the good thing is like a lot of horrible people are gone not all of them but a lot um, and I think people know that they could get caught now. I think that's a big thing. People know they can't get away with things. But at a base level, I don't feel like too much has changed. Uh, like, you know, wrestling's been back for how many months now? And I've seen and been told of like, a, like just the conduct of certain wrestlers and promoters is very false. Like, I think now people can do a tweet and say, I'm a good person. Like, I have safeguarding. Like, my place is a safe place. But, you know, anyone could tweet that. There's an under, uh, underlining mean, that they're still a scumbag. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's true. Um, but for me, like, I've been able to work with some incredible promotions such as Rev Pro, and, you know, I'm working on a ton of different indies at the moment, and everywhere that I work so far has been incredibly good to me. Um, if I've ever needed any help they've, or support, they've been very good and professional about it. Like, they're not trying to be my friend. They're just like very professional, which is what wrestling should be. Um, so, so far, the places I've worked have really accommodated the wrestlers. It's been a safe place. Um, so the bookings that I have got and I've got coming up, I'm very happy about. Um, I'm sure it probably has hurt me. But if people are scared to book me because of speaking out or scared to book anyone that's spoken out, it probably means you're a creep and your promotion is weird. So that's fine. Nice. <laughs> I'm not hurt. <laughs> So do you consider RevPro as your, like, home organization? Yes, maybe. It's hard because I feel like in independence you don't have a home per se. Um, but, like, since coming back, RevPro has definitely been the place I've worked the most and really has birthed, like, this new version of me because, you know, before, like, I'm still so new to wrestling. Like, I've been on shows for a year. Yeah. Um, and before Two years lockdown, in wrestling, but you've had a year off because of COVID, essentially, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> been in the house for a while, but yeah, like I was just kind of hitting my stride with wrestling before lockdown. Like I was just getting it because 
I got to work for All Star, and I, I work for them now as well. And they're this like they're, like this old British promotion that they just run shows all the time, and they have really good wrestling. And when you wrestle there, people will watch and they'll give you feedback and they'll help you and they'll get in the ring with you before. And so I got to do like a week on All Star, so I got like nine shows, which is crazy because like you don't get that opportunity that often here. Um, so to get to wrestle like a whole line of shows like that, I was really getting to that next level and then lockdown happened. Um, and then over lockdown, like I really figured out who I am, who the glamour is, like from my gear to my entrance, to my taunt, to my moveset, to everything. And like when training schools opened, like I just trained like crazy because I was so hungry. And then Rev Pro was where I came back first. So Rev Pro really got this like birth of the glamour. I'm in a tag team with um, with Zoe Lucas and the Dream Dolls, and that happened at Rev Pro. Um, so it kind of, I don't really have like a home promotion, but I definitely like found a home in Rev Pro and I definitely was able to really launch myself through Rev Pro and I got to wrestle like some amazing people in Rev Pro too. So that's been really cool. It really is like you're, you're reading my notes. Uh, we're doing this over Skype people, but since we don't do video, we're, we're just doing an audio call. It is really because we talked about RevPro and how you, you came back to RevPro. And my next thing is going to be, tell me who the glamour is then. And you kind of just hinted that's where everything came out during lockdown and everything. So who is the glamour then? I mean, we see her on, on YouTube and on, you know, the TV and everything. And don't say it's you times 11 or 12. I hate that answer. Uh, yeah, we all know that wrestling is everybody times 11 or 100 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but tell me really who is the glamour. When you sat down during lockdown and you're like, all right, I'm putting shit on a notepad and this is who I'm going to be. <laughs> so, like, to get on your pet peeve there about people saying it's times 11. You're going to say it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going to say it. Like, I feel like I'm constantly at times 11. So if you times me by 11, it would be mayhem. So okay. I'm not at times 11. <laughs> but like, um, I was actually, I think it was Seth Rollins said that like, when you're thinking of a character, you just take the worst traits, save your heel. And you just have to like accentuate them or you take your best qualities. Um, so before the lockdown, I was always baby face because uh, I was so new and like you always start as a baby face and I, I actually came up with the glamour then I've actually wanted to do the glamour for a really long time um and when I started wrestling I didn't get to pick my theme song I didn't really get to pick my moveset I didn't get to pick anything like a lot of stuff was completely out of my control and you know I was saying at the start how I found that part difficult like being like who am I like, right. like who is Mariah May and like I could play any role like if you wanted me to be like the punk girl I'll get into it like I used to do acting and I'll commit myself fully to it. But I just wasn't anything of anything. I was just a trainee. I was just there. And um, for me, like, the glamour was about establishing who I am. Like, I love pop music. Everyone comes out to heavy metal, but I come out to pop music. And I'm different. And everyone looks at me and, like, the kids love it because they're like, oh, my God, mommy, it's like Ariana Grande. Like, I love it. And I love pink. And I love sparkles. And I am really girly. I am really glamorous. And I love all that stuff. It doesn't mean I don't love wrestling. Like wrestling is everything to me and I'm not going to conform to different people's standards. I'm just going to be me. So before lockdown, the glamour was all about being yourself and letting yourself shine. Over lockdown though, <laughs> I obviously returned as a heel. And so the glamour kind of took a whole different meaning. And for me, the glamour is just about the fact that I'm beautiful and everything is handed to me on a plate. And everyone always says like, 
oh, Mariah always only gets this because she's pretty or because she's got followers. And it's like, yeah, you're absolutely correct. Like, the, the reason I'm here is because I'm more glamorous than you. I'm prettier than you. I'm better than you. Me and Zoe are better than everyone in Rev Pro. That's why we're on the posters. That's why our tweets get the most retweets and the most engagement. And that's who the glamour is. And it's so much fun playing a heel, isn't it? Yeah. I could just be myself, basically. <laughs> Please. I, 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 in shoot life, as you guys would call it, I don't see you that way. I, I see you no. as uh, bubbly. and I'm going to make reference to one of my jokes later, but I see you as one of the, the Spice Girls. You know, you're always just bouncing around. <laughs> yeah, no, so the thing is, right, I feel like if you don't know me and you look at me, you would assume I was a heel. Like, that's what I got a lot before the pandemic. People were like, oh, you're, you're a baby face? Like, confused. But then when you get, like, when you talk to me and hang out with me, like, oh, I get it. Like, she's really energetic and bubbly. Yeah. But, like, if you just, if I just don't talk, basically, <laughs> I'm a heel. You're, yeah, you definitely are a heel. Uh, let's get to know a little bit more about you on, like, a lazy day. Uh, in a day that you're not in, this doesn't ever happen. Trust me, I if you, you follow her on YouTube. Yeah, you don't know what a lazy day is. But if you're not YouTubing, which is not, how, but what do you do if you just want to relax? So I have, I'm juggling a lot. Like, I'm working on a secret project right now, which I can't say anything, unfortunately. But uh -huh. that's, like, consumed a lot of my time, and it's, like, different for me. And, um, like, we'll do another podcast soon. Like FBI um, secret? Can, like, no, it's not that oh. secret. We could do like a podcast and we can like catch up on it then Deal. when it's actually happened. But it's not mine to talk about, if that makes sense. It's something I'm a part of. Okay. Um, but, you know, I've got that on. I've got YouTube. I'm learning how to sew. I go to the gym every day. I go to training. I've got shows all weekend. I'm moving apartments right now to the other side of the country. Oh, um, God. Like, I have a million and one things on. But like for me, scheduling is so important. And I like schedule in my weeks, like all day. Like I have all of my plans. Um, and that's how I managed to like juggle all of these different things and enjoy it. Cause you know, you said, Oh, you've always got a smile on your face. There was a point where I never did because I was so stressed, but because I'm so organized and like it makes doing all of these things fun, but it's definitely important to take a rest day. So obviously my boyfriend's a wrestler as well. Um, he also has like a full-time job too, but we try and do like once a month, say like after our line of bookings, if we've got like a free weekend or we've got like at least some time off, we just have a massive cheat day. Like we have the biggest cheat day ever. We get all the food that we want, cake, snacks, and we just kick back and we play video games together. We just watch films. Sometimes we just go for a walk and we just chill out. And like, I just don't go on my phone. I just because if I go on my phone, I'll start going on my emails or do something on YouTube or whatever. So I just switch, just switch off from the world basically, and just relax. A, me a mental health in. day because it it, it really yeah. is sounds like a great mental health day. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think it's really tough because like you know, if you're self-employed, so like obviously I'm self-employed, I'm building my own business. Your hours aren't nine to five. So, like, when you're on your phone, you can literally work at any point, which is a blessing and a curse. So I try to, you know, stop at a certain time. I can't promise that that happens. Like, over lockdown, I would be up editing to, like, 2 a.m. and things like that. Like, it's crazy. So I really, like, now I schedule myself in and I have rules and I try to hold myself to these standards. Like, I'm a workaholic. It's a problem. But, yeah this one day where we just hang out together and like sometimes we go out like we'll just go around the shops and go for lunch and something like that but it's just about not being on the phone and getting some rest and just relaxing and just recovering from 
craziness. So I made reference, and I know you train every day, like you just said. When you when you work out, um, you said you like pop. So what do you work out to? Is it that was my joke? That was my big joke uh, for this whole thing. Do you work out to the Spice Girls or like Ariana Grande or somebody like that? Uh, I work out to so much different stuff. Uh, so like if I'm doing slow cardio, like if I'm just walking up the treadmill uh, on the stairmaster, I actually watch YouTube where I watch wrestling. It depends what mood I'm in. Um, the problem is when I watch wrestling, like my mind starts going. Then I'm in my notes and I'm writing down ideas, and it's yep. like one thing at a time, right? But sometimes I watch wrestling or I just watch a bit of YouTube and I get inspired by other people's videos and think of ideas for my own as well. Like my brain doesn't stop ticking is the problem. Um, music wise. So when I lift weights, I like to listen to music. I really go through a lot of different stuff. Like when I lift weights, I do like uh, more hard hitting music. I like a beat uh, just to keep me like pumped. You know what's kind of, I don't know if it's cringy, like, but I listen to like WWE pay-per-views or like wrestling pay-per-view themes because the There's music is always so like bad. Well, you know what? Like I'm picturing myself, you know, in the fucking advert for it or like in the trailer <laughs> and stuff like, yeah, like lift that weight, you know? Um, or I listen to just like, um, I so lazy. I just, I have Spotify and if you search, they have so many playlists. Yeah, I so know. I'll just put in like girl power playlists, but then it will just be like Nicki Minaj and Little Mix and like people like that. So it's just like really up, all the upbeat songs or like gym playlist 2021 or whatever. And I just go with that because I'm not like a, a music snob. Like I'll listen to anything as long as it hypes me up. And it really just depends on the day, like what I want to listen to. I, I've never told anybody this so I'm going to throw myself under the bus. There's times that, again, I said I'm a garbage man. I'm on the back of the truck because we, you take turns of driving and everything. So I'm on the back of the truck, and I'll have a, an earbud in, and I will pull up wrestling themes as well. And I'm either yeah. I'm doing Sasha Banks on the back of the truck as I'm throwing garbage, or Bobby Roode's Glorious comes on, or I'm an idiot with Hulk Hogan. You know, I'm doing all this on the back of the truck because it gets me through the part of the route that I have to literally like throw the garbage in the truck. I do that, so I, yeah. I don't blame you for working out to that because it's it's in our mindset. That's what gets us juiced up and fired up, ready to go. Yeah, and that's the thing is because like I listen to like the pay per view songs, so it's like it's like it's like normal bands. Right. But then within it, it does have the theme songs of the wrestlers, so like you know Sasha Banks theme or whoever else is. But I, like I used to skip them, but now I listen to them because the thing is, is like they're designed to engage you anyway. Like they're theme songs, yep. so they're literally designed and curated to engage a fan. So it does engage you and it does get you pumped up. Like that's the whole point of it, you know. So. Yeah, I, that's everyone listens to them. Like, if you don't listen to them, like, do you even like wrestling? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I have so many on my normal just like playlist that driving down the road, something Bailey song will come on, and my wife's like, "Oh uh, my god!" <laughs> Funny story. What my, is going on? <laughs> well, my wife is so great. I, I, I'll gloat about her here in a second. That she allowed us the whole wedding party to come out to wrestling themes. Um, oh my god! <laughs> check it out. It's on YouTube. Um, type type in Martinez, like Martinez. All right, Martinez um, wedding entrance or whatever. Uh, I had buddies come out as Ric Flair. Uh, my son and his um, my best friend's daughter came out as the New Day. Uh, so the only uh, caveat was that my wife said we have to come out as Bailey. So we all came out as wrestling 
you know, with some type of regalia on. Yeah, my wife's a sweetheart. Oh, <laughs> she must really love you. <laughs> or something. Or or something. Uh, we'll just leave <laughs> it at that. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's a couple questions I always like to ask at the end that are um, big thoughts for you. Um, something you have to think about. If you had to show a non-wrestling fan a match to get them to love wrestling, which one do you pick? Oh, I heard that. I'm torn because I'm see I'm being tactical about this. I would probably show them a rumble because I it's like my brothers obviously you know I said they like grew out of wrestling. Whenever I would put the rumble on, they would watch it. I would be like so like the the day the rumble is like so uh, obviously it's a Sunday night but I would watch it on a Monday night because obviously I had work really early. My brothers would text me and be like, wait until we get back to watch it. And, like, they love the Rumble because the Rumble is a good time. Like, you get, like, so much of every side of wrestling in it. Um, so I would probably show them a Rumble match. And I, you could literally show them any Rumble because they're all such a good time. But I'm going to be tactical about it, and I think I would show them a Rumble. I I, I love it. Uh, there's times, depending on, you know, how busy I'm in my life, but before the, say, 2022's Rumble, I'll go back and watch all the Rumbles in that oh month God, yeah. prior, because that is my favorite, you know, air quote, gimmick match out there, yeah, because I love it. so much I love can it. happen. That and Elimination Chamber, and ugh, I like Money in the Bank too, but the Rumble, like, because you, you just feel like you never know what's going to happen. Right. And you never know who's going to come out. That's ha- that yeah. the surprise is always yeah. perfect as well. Uh, where do you see yourself in the next five years? You know, if you asked me this like a year ago, I would have such a clear cut answer for you. But in the past like month, just so many crazy things have happened to me. Some which are a secret. Um, again, but, like, again so with that crazy- secret. So many doors have opened that I didn't anticipate yet, and so many amazing opportunities have come forth for me. So, in five years, I couldn't I couldn't tell you exactly where I'll be. I will definitely be wrestling full time. That's my. That's for sure. Yeah, like I wrestle every weekend, but you don't make enough money in wrestling on the independent circuit in the UK to be full time. Um, And then also, like I love doing YouTube and I love pursuing other things too. So I like creatively, I have to do that. Um, But I'll definitely be wrestling still full time because that's my passion. That's what I want to make my career out of is wrestling. Uh, You know, I hope to have my YouTube channel really growing. I'd love to have a reality show one day. I'd love to be into acting more and modeling and other things. And um, you know, I love what the Bella Twins and The Rock and John Cena. I love what they've built. And I'm just looking to get myself on that path and, and start building that. Um, and, you know, I'm not waiting around. I'm starting right now. And what well, I, I say, I actually started when I was 19. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm just getting started on that. So in five years, I just want to be doing everything I'm doing now, but bigger and better and hopefully more. Uh, of all the places, where else do you want to wrestle besides just in the UK? Oh, everywhere. Like before lockdown. <laughs> what a generic tagged. answer. If you get to pick one, you were doing uh, so good. No, because the thing is, is like before lockdown, I was scheduled to wrestle in Germany, Finland, Canada, and America all independently. So like off my own back too. Um, cause like one of my big goals was like to wrestle as many places as possible independently. Cause obviously when you get signed, you 
You're you stuck. Get to You're done. All over the world. Yep. You get, but you get to like do these live tours, which are amazing, and get to wrestle everywhere. Uh, so I thought it would be cool to kind of like try and tick some stuff off myself. Um, if I had to pick one place, uh, right, like it, it would be Japan. I really want to wrestle in Japan. I want to train in Japan as well. Like that would be amazing, amazing, amazing. So Japan, but I think I think you can't go to Japan right now because of lockdown. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, they're still shut down. Yeah, so definitely Japan or America, because in terms of wrestling, that's where it's at. Well, that was my next question then. When are you coming to America? <laughs> uh, I would really like to come for Mania Week and wrestle. Um, so that's like a goal of mine. Obviously, like I feel like with COVID, everything's still like up and down. Right. Um, but that's definitely something that like I've got penciled in and I'm trying to make happen. So I would hopefully be there at the start of next year. Um, but you know, as soon as the opportunity arises, I will be there. And is there an opportunity to full fledged? I, I know you're moving right now, which is amazing, but say in three months, um, you get, and of course I'm going to say you get a contract from either AEW or WWE or, you know, impact or somebody like that. But is there a full move ever in your mindset to America? Oh, yeah. 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 I definitely want to like move to America. Like I said, there's things I want to do. Like, I, I would love to wrestle in Japan. Obviously, right now, like, it's just not something that can happen. Uh, but, like, I would love to wrestle in Japan, and there are places I'd love to wrestle in. But uh, I really, you know, in however many years, I would really like to be living in America, and I would like to be wrestling full-time um, with the ability to do other things. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to live in America for sure. I knew you, I know you grew up on WWE, as we all did. Uh, do you get AEW to to watch like live over there or is it like the next day or do yeah. you only get it on youtube um so ours comes out on a channel called itv uh the one that i catch it, it comes out on a friday like the thing is, is i always see spoilers like anyone from the uk can relate like you you know when you have a full-time job and everything else you can't stay up unfortunately every single night like no, one to four i don't to watch yeah i don't like, no. yeah yeah, like, because it's just crazy hours. Like, I'll stay up for the odd pay-per-view and stuff like that. Like, I've watched a lot of the AEW and WWE pay-per-views, especially over lockdown, live. <laughs> uh, and then the next morning, I'm like, why did I do that to myself? Why didn't I just watch it today? Right. Um, but I believe AEW, like, I record it. I always watch it on the Friday anyway, because that's, like, my free... Like, it's because obviously I get ready to wrestle at the weekend, so I just sit and watch my wrestling on Friday. Um, and that's kind of my more quiet day, hopefully. So I always watch it on a Friday. Um... But yeah, we get AEW and everything over here. Yeah. Okay, here here was the big question that I I always ask, and you, you kind of ruined it when you said Trish already. But I always <laughs> ask who your dream match would be. But I'm going to change it for you now. So just because you've already answered it with Trish, I imagine. Um, I want a dream match of somebody from yesteryear, somebody from WWE, and somebody from AEW. Okay, so when you say yesteryear, do you mean like retired or well, dead? Uh, well, Trish is retired but she could come back and you know do a match so or make will Trish be my answer for yesteryear then in terms of like a legend yeah that's what I was yeah. thinking yeah yeah so WWE is tough I would say like there's a lot of people I'd love to wrestle I'd say it's definitely between Sasha Banks or Io Shirai Ooh, okay. I'm not picking <laughs> AEW oh, I'm having a hard to pick like, first instinct was, like, Britt Baker, because she's champion, and I think what she's, I think what Britt Baker is doing in terms of, like, the fandom she has, 
and the traction that she gets on her matches is really cool. Like, if you remember, like, you know all the attention Becky Lynch got? She was, like, on par with the men. Like, really organically was the spectacle. I feel like Britt Baker's got a similar thing where, like, she's not just, you know, a big deal in the women's division. She's just a big deal in AEW, which I think is really cool. So instinctively, I'm like Britt Baker because she's sick. Um, which, by the way, sick means like cool in the UK. No, I, like, yeah, I know. I'm like, still, I'm still cool. I'm still Americans yeah. Like what? <laughs> no, but uh, she's really cool. <laughs> I'll make sure. Uh, Britt grew up a half an hour away from my house. Um, legitimately, I, I tell this story all the time. I called some of Britt Baker's high school basketball games, or as you would say, secondary school basketball games. <laughs> on our local radio here in town. So I've, I've known Britt a long time. Uh, so our very first match, and I'm glad you actually said Britt. Um, so our very first indie match and got tons of pictures with her and my son, the biggest Britt Baker fan the, you could imagine from, you know, the age of six until now, anytime Britt somewhere, if we're not there, I'm the worst father in the world. <laughs> They have yeah, a nice she's connection. Really, she's really, really cool. I mean, yeah, like AEW are really starting to build their women's division, which is very exciting. Like uh, Jamie Hayter's just come from the UK over there. Right. Uh, she's she's very good. Um, so she would be another one I'd love to wrestle. But I, you'd you'd have me here all day. They have all the imports as well. Like theirs is really shaping up to be something cool. So it's very exciting as like both a fan and as a wrestler to to see that grow and from both promotions and beyond that, like independently, there's so many people I want to wrestle and I'm only 23 and we've got loads of time. So hopefully some of these things do happen. I said the women in the United States, um, I, I can't speak of, um, over in the UK, but, uh, the women in the United States carried wrestling through the pandemic between Sasha yeah. and Bailey and what Brit did and Thunder Rosa, different storylines and fresh faces carried the, freaking wrestling scene in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. um, All right. Last question. And then I'll let you give out your socials and sell some merch because you use the same um, place that we use to sell merch, which is amazing, by the way. Uh, Somebody wants to get into professional wrestling and they come up to you and say, Mariah, I really want to get into professional wrestling. What do I do? And this, this little girl is eight years old. What do you tell her? Uh, I would say, keep you know, follow your dreams, follow your heart. And, you know, because they're only eight, I would just probably leave it there <laughs> instead of being like giving them really practical advice. But I would just say, follow your dreams. Okay. Do All it. Right. All right. Say they're 17 then. So I would say, you know, yeah, go for it. Um, you know, do your research, find a good school, make sure you train every week, twice a week. Make sure you're going to the gym. Make sure you're meal prepping. Really, if you're going to do it, do 100% is my advice. Uh, You know, do 100%. You'll get your results. Really throw yourself into it. Watch wrestling. Go and help out with wrestling. Be around wrestling and go for it. Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, Live your life. Go after your dreams. And don't take no for an answer because Mariah is a yes person. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes, yes. Now you're Dan- Brian Danielson. I almost said Daniel <laughs> yeah, Bryan. Yeah, basically. <laughs> All right. Tell us where we can get your merch. And, uh, of course, um, 
I don't know if anybody's going to fly to the UK right now because we're still not having a lot of flights either. But nonetheless, uh, where can we follow you? What other videos are you going to put up on YouTube? All that good stuff that you know how to do. You've done a ton of podcasts. <laughs> uh, so you can get my merch on Pro Wrestling Tees under Mariah May or The Dream Dolls. Uh, and you can get signed photos from MariahMay.BigCartel.com. Uh, I'm Mariah May X on all my socials. I've got Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Discord, Twitch, all that good stuff. I post all the time. So if you want to keep up with me, see the shows I'm at, see my highlights, everything like that, you can see it there. And if you do want to watch my matches sort of from the pandemic onwards, uh, I had a great run of matches at Rev Pro. So if you hit up Rev Pro's on demand service, you can see plenty of the glamour and what I've been up to. And why the X in all your Mariah Mays? Literally, I want I wanted a universal tag, so like I wanted to have the same username on everything. And Mariah May was taken on Instagram, but then I always put a kiss on everything. I feel like it really suits the glamour to put like a little X on everything. Oh, so it kind of worked out really nicely. Yeah. Oh. XOXO. I got cards like that from my mother. Why didn't I think <laughs> of that? I'm like, what? X sometimes just means something bad, you know, like X are out or that stupid, like the cancel culture or whatever. I'm like, why is she doing that to herself? But it's a kiss. I'm such a moron. It's a kiss. <laughs> Mariah, thank you for spending some of your nighttime with us here on Can Crushers. Um, I can't wait to talk to you again once you leak this secret FBI thing that you're doing all over the world. <laughs> I got to know now. I, I thought I followed you enough to know something, and clearly no, you're a good hider. You'll never know. Well, you'll know when it's out, but until that point, no. No. Good secret teller. Thanks, Mariah. I'll let you go right now. Thanks so much for having me. Guys, that was the glamour Mariah May. What a sweetheart. Oh, my God. One, I'm going to be that guy. I could sit and listen to Mariah talk over and over. I, I love the accent. I really do. Um, how about that story? How about everything that she's gone through? And, you know, she's fine. She's bubbly. You know, throw the pandemic out. She was part of... You know, some rough things with the speak out movement and she just bounces back and yeah, she's created a life for herself. She has branded herself via YouTube and Twitch and everything else that she does and damn it, she won't tell us what that other thing is. I stayed on the line with her a little bit after the podcast and I kind of, you know, put her in a headlock to see, nope, she will not tell us. So, um... Part two is going to be coming up with Mariah May once we find out what this big secret is and what's going on. Um, I, I'm really going to be bothering her now all the time until she says, all right, Mark, I just need to tell you. Guys, please go follow her on all our socials. Head out to Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, buy stuff. She's an independent wrestler. You know how we always say on Can Crushers, support independent wrestling. She's an independent wrestler. Go out, buy some stuff. This was a fun interview. Mariah, thank you for spending some time with us here on Can Crushers. We love it. We can't wait to talk to you again. As uh, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, she is taking over. She is. It's branding herself, doing everything right in the ring, and doing it phenomenally. She is the glamour. Guys, you know you can where you can follow us. 
Spotify, iHeartRadio, all of them. I don't have to regurgitate them anymore. We've been out there long enough that you guys continue to follow us. Don't forget to shoot us an email at cancrusher69 at gmail.com. Tell us more people that you'd like to hear from. Uh, Again, if you're a professional wrestler listening to this, shoot us an email. We'll connect and we'll have you on the podcast as well. We love talking to wrestlers from all over. Hell, we're international once again, and that's awesome. Guys, remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. (laughs) 